0: start by saying this i am a product of a public school education
1: we know (laughs) you ever get the feeling that everything in america is completely fucked up you know that feeling that the whole country is like one inch away from saying that's it forget it Let's see they where I'm uh, at. I kind made it more fun myself. Here's a
2: house full of bees. Yeah, I was going to
3: find it.
4: If you have any magic hairs, it doesn't give a shit. Listen, let's get one thing straight. Price is right. Guns don't kill people. I dig this point. Thanks for that yeah. up, Actually, I'm I'm To
5: I'm I'm stand up and proudly here, say God, God bless you, you. God I'm not ashamed to
2: say I proud of the middle of And I'm not proud to admit I'm camera and i the internet. I will never Ladies and
3: gentlemen, children. I think some apologies are not.
0: You know that one?
5: No, I don't. It's good. Flaming Groovies.
6: Flaming Groovies? Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard of that.
5: Really? Yeah. Groovy. It was they good. Are, It was groovy. Yeah. They are an excellent band. Yeah. And the Rolling Stones actually said of the Flaming Groovies that they were the sound that they were trying I'd to I love it. Achieve. They began as a joke and now that's how we pronounce the Rolling Stones. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I can't pronounce it any other way.
6: <laughs> we're going to start a, a tribute band called
5: the Rolling Stones. So you know how everyone refers to the, the stones as the stones, like it's the Rolling Stones. But if you put the emphasis on the Rolling Stones, then we could say like, uh, there's already a band called the the Rolling Stones. No, no, no. We're the Rolling Stones. They're the Rolling Stones. We're the Rolling Stones. <laughs> they got the Big Mac. We got the Big Mick. We got they the, the Golden gold
3: Arches. We got
6: the Golden <laughs> So I wel- love their
5: work. Welcome into the studio, Chris Moreno. Yeah, boys.
3: Happy to Happy have to you here, here in person.
6: We can believe out your uh, last name.
0: <laughs> <It's
5: post>. okay.
6: <laughs> Not afraid of it. Is Mike <laughs> Heaviside going to do that edit
0: for you? Where is he? Where is that guy? I was hoping to say hi. We don't know.
5: Yeah, we what haven't up? seen it. He hasn't surfaced from his remodel. Yeah. What up,
0: Mike Heaviside? Missed you. I miss Mike.
5: I know. We'll get him back here soon. Yes. Um, yeah, dude. Stoked to have you in the studio with us. So how Good long? Here.
6: how long you guys know each other?
5: You guys met at Let me see. A re- I punched restaurant, Kelly right?
0: in the stomach when he was 18 years oh, old. Oh, I love 18. that story.
5: <laughs> yeah. A it's a good story. The punch I deserved. And, and thank you.
6: <laughs> from all of us. <laughs>
0: I was just telling my daughter, Mia, yesterday in Kelly's hot tub, how you, you never know who your best friends are going to be. Right. And you go from, you know, punching a young buck in the stomach and thinking he's a punk
6: yeah. to he's one of my closest friends. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I got, in a, I got in a fist fight the last day of high school, and I went back home to hunt just recently, and the guy I fought is the bartender. There's only one bar in town. I went up to have a beer, and he's the bartender, and we still laugh about it every time I see him.
5: I Danny? Like,
6: yeah. I was like, hey, man, what's up? He's like, remember that fight we got in? I was like, yeah. I've known the guy since kindergarten. So The, it was the, the palace? Yeah, the palace. Yeah. Is that okay to say he has been there, yeah. right? The I've most- Never been in. The oh, most really? uh it's the most western bar in the lower 48. Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. No way. Yeah, if you look at where we're from, California has this little nipple that comes out, and that's where Ferndale is mm-hmm. right on the coast. And that's where that bar is. It's
5: the nipple of America. That's right. That's, <laughs> that's what they call it. <laughs> I think it's the teat, actually.
0: What, do you remember yeah. what that yeah. was Save over? thousand people. <laughs> what was that over, Cal? Do you remember we were you in punching the, me? Yeah, we were in the kitchen. We I, ran, spilled into the alley.
5: Yeah. So I was being a dick and uh You were, you know, as my manager, setting me straight on how things actually worked in this organization that we were in. And what you told me to do, I had to do. Because that's how the restaurant runs. And me, knowing everything, just, like (laughs) you know, fuck off. And you're like, come outside with me for a second. And we walked around the corner, and you just went, pop, right in my stomach. And I was like, oh! And I immediately, like, I just... Thank you. But Noted. I, I looked at it I I are that. That. we good? Are we good? You're like, yeah, we're good. <laughs> Set me straight, dude. I like your style, <laughs> yeah. Chris. Hey, cheers. <laughs> Thank cheers. you for that. <laughs> love you, buddy.
6: Yeah, love you, and too. And how about you two? How long have you known each other? Um, Well, we're both from Ferndale, so we knew of each other for quite a while. And then um, you guys all lived down here because everyone went to Sonoma State uh, before I did. And then I came down, so I guess there was the original, the Gravenstein house, which was this, these two houses like kind of out in the country, kind of close to Sonoma state where we're just kind of infamous for, we had like touring bands would come through. So we had giant shows there, giant parties all the time. I've heard, I've heard it
0: referenced. Yes. Yes.
6: yes. The Gravenstein house. And then uh, randomly I moved to San Francisco and I was touring in a band, so I was never there. And my girlfriend at the time sends me a uh, picture of kelly and mike i was like oh wow i haven't seen those guys in a long time and they're like they just moved in upstairs like randomly they, you guys were riding right riding bikes through the neighborhood looking for a place to rent there was a for rent sign in the window yeah like,
5: oh let's check that hey, place my out.
6: girlfriend and this other girl kelly
5: who also used to live with the grab and house ran out and like what are you guys doing here <laughs> well normally what what happens you see that sign in the window with a phone number and you call but heard your uh ex-father-in-law rex was out in the front yard yes And he's a very, you know, outgoing guy. So he's like, hey, what's going on? Like, we're like, oh, we're looking for a placement. Well, come on in. I'll show it to you. And he took us upstairs. And then these girls came running up the stairs behind us when we came in. And it was Kelly and uh, Max's girlfriend. Yeah. It's okay. Right. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Glad I didn't remember her name right there. (laughs) Uh, And uh, yeah, there was, we're like, what the fuck are you guys doing here? Like we live downstairs. And so does Matt McKenzie. I'm like, what? <laughs> really? <laughs> I guess we'll take
6: it. <laughs> that was it, huh? Yeah, I came over from tour. I was all, what's up, guys? I guess we all kind of... And Mike Heaviside used to also live at the... He was my roommate for a short time at
5: this Gravenstein property. So it was just insane. No way. So yeah. he
0: ended up moving back in above you,
6: Mikel?
5: Yeah, yeah completely randomly. Because he and I lived at that property, but not at the same time, that place in in Katati. Have I... You've,
0: was you've been there. It, was it that... Yeah, did... Uh, yeah. That was the house.
5: Yes. Yeah. That house. The party cool. house. Yeah. 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 yeah that was, that cool. was It was always kind of like a revolving door of who lived there, when, and whenever. At least changed rooms. rebands. bands. Or, <laughs>
3: you know, <laughs> we had two there.
5: drum sets uh, in our, li- our living room was a music studio. We had, right. Jimmy and I had two bedrooms and then a music studio and a kitchen, which we didn't use because we threw away all the dishes. Because we didn't want to wash them uh, Of course And uh, yeah God, what a fun place You just wake up in the morning like, oh, sit what, down with the drum what, kit Was
6: that dish uh, philosophy? Why he punched you in the stomach at that restaurant? <laughs> Look, dude, you can't just throw away the dishes like that You <laughs> yeah. have to wash your job You're a dishwasher. You need to wash the dishes Right No, I don't That's a good Yeah, I can do whatever <laughs> I want hey, Can I talk to you
0: outside for a sec? Raiders hat on I'll never forget Oh, man Good times Yep very no, cool. So you guys, uh, and then you guys, uh, from that time, started working together. And we ended up working together into into in the, the city.
6: city. Yeah, for a uh, was it a design build. Yeah, uh, a design small design build company. And everyone, I was just telling our buddy Paulie the story about this. It was like, it was, it was the blessing and the curse of this crew because everyone surfed. Yeah, and we would just, I mean, if the waves were up, it's just like we, we're we're out of here, we're going surfing. And then I was like, every once in a while, like we were kind of taking liberties with the whole surfing thing. And then our, our boss, who was a super good dude, I remember one time him calling us and we were at the beach, we left work to surf. He goes, Which he usually encouraged. Yeah, but this time he goes, cause we were like kind of pushing it a little bit at this time, cause we did it uh, probably five times a week. Every <laughs> once in a while you have a deadline. Yeah, he goes, I remember he goes, he, he uh, calls, and he goes, hey guys, um, look, <clears throat> it's all good that we surf and then we work so we can surf more and go on surf trips. He's like, but we do need to take our client doesn't care that we are into surf, that we like to surf and they want the job done. So it's like, just can you kind of put that in the background going forward? I was like, yeah, yeah, no problem. (laughs) Sounds like a good guy. I'm going like, yeah, that being said, uh,
5: where are you guys surfing? <laughs> <laughs> he out in nice. He had a house that his apartment looked right out at. It was right on Ocean uh, Beach. Ocean Boulevard or the, the next street over. I can't remember what that next street next uh, to Ocean Boulevard he, is. But yeah, he could You look out his window at the waves. So he would just sit in his house. No way. He wouldn't paddle out until the waves got Yeah. Perfect. No way. Really. And he would call us and be like I think in like a half hour it's going to be perfect so come on down. We'd stop what we were doing and drive over to the, the beach. So cool. It was so cool. Yeah. Awesome. It what was a great. Boss. He he's the guy that uh inspired me to become a general contractor. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, not because he was um like an inspirational person, not that he wasn't, but I wasn't inspired by his uh how great he was at contracting. I was, I just figured if he can do it, then I can do it. Mm-hmm. And so the lifestyle waiting for the waves to get good, just, he, you know, like he, he wasn't in between even between jobs. He wasn't licensed when we were working for him. No. That's yeah. right. So here's how, here's how becoming a contractor actually works. Okay. You start out as a carpenter and you get paid cash for most of the, your early career. Yeah. Then maybe you get a paycheck as it goes on. Uh, as time goes on, and then uh, you see your boss making what you you see him cashing checks, let's say, yeah big checks. You don't realize that he's not making that much money, but it looks like it. He probably has a nicer truck than you and better tools. and uh, he surfs all the time, and you're like, this is easy. If he can do it, <laughs> I can do it. So then you go and you get your contractor's license and you start working for other clients. And you very quickly realize that you, it is really hard to make money as a contractor. It's almost impossible. Almost <laughs> impossible. And the only way to do it is to take great risks. You end up learning so much because you don't know shit. You were a right. carpenter. You weren't a businessman. You were a carpenter and you saw somebody else doing a, what you thought you could do. So you go and do it. And you get what Matt and I call uh, an opportunity to pay tuition. Because right. you keep making mistakes that you have to pay for, because, and you end up remodeling people's houses for free because you guessed how much something was going to cost and you were wrong. Yeah. Happens all the time. You're, and there's this pressure to be the lowest bid. Right. And you have no That's experience. how you're going to get the, the job, know, right? Yeah. And what what qualifications do you have to be guessing on how much this crazy, complex right. project is going <laughs> to actually cost, you know? The and what happens is you you don't make money until you turn about forty four years old, which <laughs> happens to be that age. I'm hoping that is the age. <laughs> and this is the fucking. This is what got me thinking about this the other day. You could tell I've been kind of rattling this around in my brain. Seems like you're. How old are you right now? Forty three. Forty four. Forty four. And you're doing it right now.
0: It seems like you're doing better than you ever have.
5: I am. Awesome. Yeah, you start. To, you pay enough tuition that you learn how to do things the correct way. Yes, remember you know the mistakes yeah, you
0: made, the, and you're not making the goals again. You're not paying goals to a learn few are Just right. to
6: not you're gonna, not going to jump into easy money. But if you can establish that trajectory, it's like okay, yeah, didn't fully lose it because we owned a business together, mm-hmm. uh, a design build business, and I remember at one point we went big. We had I think a, you know six eight employees at yeah. one time. Two jobs going. And then at the end, like, we were just broke. We had like no money. Everyone made money except for us. And then so we yeah. got rid of everyone. And then we were down to, we just couldn't afford to do anything. We were in the hole like 40 grand or something. Yeah. Like, oh my God. So him and I just did everything. Like, it's just you and I now. Like, we got to get out of this hole. We got to figure it out. Trim the fat. Yeah, sort of you, you get out of the hole. Yourself. And it's just like at the end of the day, like, we got out of the hole. And when we look back, it was like we were working like, insane. Like, it just yeah. never stopped working. When? And we looked at it, we were like, we're making close to Nothing. just under twenty five bucks an hour. Yeah, you know, and here you are, like starting a family, buying a house was out of the question. Right, <laughs> doing anything. Yeah,
0: was well, it the two of you that uh, in in your book, Kel, um with the shit pipe? Was that you two? Yeah, that? were you in there? <laughs> yes. Was that yes. you in under the house? I'm the
5: one. I'm the one Matt discovered the shit uh, originally. He's the one that like he was the canary in the coal mine that died. I was was patient zero. Have
0: you you, you guys ever told that story on the pod? Because it is it's in the book, and I was in my hot tub reading it by myself for the first time, laughing out loud. That is so good. That was one for the book. Share the story.
5: Okay. So Matt and I were doing a remodel, actually right down right around the corner from where I live now. On uh, do you know that street with those speed humps mm-hmm. on it that we drive past? That's where the house is. I'll point it out. And uh, the clients had moved into. Uh,
6: they put a trailer because we gutted their entire kitchen, bathroom, everything. So they were living in a trailer, and um, they needed to dump their <laughs> septic line,
5: right? Yeah. So they would they use the bathroom in the trailer because they had one bathroom in this house, and we were remodeling it and their kitchen. So they had. Basically, they had two bedrooms that they could use, but right. they needed the kitchen and bathroom, so they parked a trailer in the driveway and used the black tank, and we just hooked up a... They had a macerator pump that grinds up the shit and pumps it through a garden hose into your whatever you dump it in. Mm-hmm. And in this case, we just opened up the clean-out uh, in the front yard and hooked the hose up to that clean-out. But it was, an, it was a liquid-tight connection, right? It wasn't just a hose going into the it's like a like you see like a like a KOA or whatever that you yeah. hook, hook up mm-hmm. your septic line so this clean out was actually upstream from the main sewer pipe that left the house mm-hmm. um and I had cut that and put a plug in it in order to get our plumbing test pu- fill the the pipes up with water so that you get a plumbing test that's how you can tell that none of the pipes are leaking is that there's you have a hose you'd put on the roof through one of the vents. Right. So you could fill the whole or the house up with water. And the inspector comes in and can knock on the pipes or look in the on Usually, the Or they'll shake it. and see a little bit yeah. of water come off the top. And you're yeah. like, all right, you guys are good. Yeah. So it's a Friday. We're, we're, we're just talking about like just cracking it, it, a beer on. They had this futon in this, this dusty ass futon in their living room. One, one of the rooms we weren't really touching. Yeah. And Matt and I were just kind of uh, like sitting back, cracking a beer. And uh they were like, can we, can we dump the tank? I'm like, yeah, go ahead. And so they were pumping the uh, the house full you know, into the, the shit? black water yeah. into the house, macerated shit and piss, down yeah. the drain. And we're sitting there, and Matt is looking across the the kitchen through this open like room, and you can see stuff starting to kind of leak out of not very well uh, sealed off uh, sewer pipe that was left over from the old kitchen where he pulled the kitchen out. And he walks over there, and he touches it, and smells it and is like oh <laughs>
7: god damn it
5: <laughs> it was shit <laughs> so they had filled the entire plumbing system of the house all to, the drains just and to the add something real quick is that how because what, what you're doing Why? is those,
6: those, pop, those pipes they call under test or they're under pressure right because you are pressurizing the lines to make sure that you know you're putting it's a, it's a stress test for plumbing by the time that I walked over there this is one part I left out is like it was like drip Drip, drip, and it was becoming more steady. By the time I went over and touched it, it had pressurized so much
5: that I remember it sprayed me in the face. Oh, <laughs> which oh. means that even though it was open, it, was, it wasn't all the way open. So the, the, the pressure came because up above that, which was about knee high pipe, all the vents and everything that go up through the roof were filling up. The whole house was full of shit water, shit and piss water. Yeah. So we're like, stop. Stop, turn off the pump. I'm like, what the fuck? We realize what we've done. I had forgotten to take the plug out and hook the pipe back up. So there's a four-inch pipe under the house that was not aligned. I had moved it in order to put the plug in. So in order to get it back, I had to take the plug out and slip a coupling over both the pipe, move the pipe over, Slip the coupling back and tighten it back up. And then the shit will go into the sewer. Then everything will work as it's supposed to. (laughs) But you got to imagine that I have to pull the plug out in order to fix this problem of a full pipe, full house full of shit water. Under pressure. Under pressure. Yeah. Up to the the roof of shit water. And so it had to be, you know, you imagine how this is going to work. And if you had it we're in perfect conditions if you were standing up and this thing was right in front of you with no obstructions or anything how hard it would be to pull a plug move the pipe slide a coupling over both of them right but I have to do that under the house laying on my belly in the dirt and you know as soon as we take this thing off it's it's
6: literally fire cannon of like it's right. like an entire we're at the lowest point of the house every plumbing pipe. Is full of shit water. So like, it's, oh my! And it's
5: not God. your shit water; it's your client's <laughs> so <what> shit water.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Which
5: they were good friends. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so could have been worse. Was totally. she cute? Yeah. yeah, she
3: was. Yeah, all
5: right. <laughs> um, all right. So here I go. I volunteered to do it because it's my mistake for not undoing the thing. But Eric. Our client, you know, when One you say the, it was my
6: mistake and you raise your eyebrows like that, like you're insinuating like finger quotes, which is something I just don't really appreciate.
5: You're like, it was <laughs> my mistake. It was your mistake. I didn't. In, of course it was my mistake. <laughs> Thank you. I did not use, I did not use eyebrow quotes. Okay, <laughs> You're right. misinterpreting you, my facial expression. Always with the eyebrow quotes. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, eyebrow quote, Eric, uh, salt of the earth, one of the best dudes alive. He just, and not because of this, but just, he just is. He volunteers to help me under the house. So we're both under the house, but I'm in the prime position here and it goes just like you would expect it to go. I pull the plug out and the water just starts fucking gushing (laughs) out. Spraying all over, and I'm sliding it, trying to get it lined up with the other pipe, and it's just like hitting me in the face. And I'm just
4: like, <laughs> trying
5: to hold my face away from it as much as I can, like my arms fully extended. And I'm just yelling, like, ah! oh god! He's yelling <laughs> top of his lungs, we're all behind, like,
1: put it on, put it on, put it on.
5: <laughs> Finally, get it over, lined up, get the coupling on, and it's it's everything drained The rest of it drains. What didn't spray me in the face. And I come out of there, and I'm just covered, head to waist in fucking shit water. Yeah. Do you remember what Eric said?
6: No. We we get it done. I think we dumped a couple sacks of kitty litter in there. Like, oh, yes. we'll try to soak this up. Absorbit. We went and sat down back on the couch where we were peacefully enjoying ourselves after <laughs> an honest day's work, you know, just 45 minutes before. And we're just defeated. Like no one's talking. Him, Kelly, and I are just sitting there, and just like he's in way worse shape than I am. We're just sitting there, just like, just life has been sucked out of us. <laughs> Remember Eric walks in and he go, "Hey, at least we're friends, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Eric, I love you. Yep. <laughs>
5: Perfect ending. Awesome. <laughs> so good. Yeah, man. That that's, uh, good. that's one of those tuition moments. <laughs> yes. He let you sit back on his couch. Uh, It was covered in plastic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it was pretty much done. I think at that point. Yeah. Couch was done. Yeah, man. That's how it goes. That's being a contractor. You know what? And then what finally happens as a contractor is you. That day comes where you actually make some money, and you're like, because a You could have a forty thousand dollars (laughs) swing, and that's like you go from where we live. You have to make if you're not making one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year as a just one person let alone a, a couple that might need to make double that or close to double that um, then you're like in poverty levels if you're not making 120 grand a year i don't know how people make it that that don't
6: and just to qualify what you're saying in, not that we're have these high expectations what you're what you're alluding to is how expensive it is to live Correct. close to the bay area in california Correct. yeah
5: and so if you make if you have a good year and you make like an extra 40 grand that's a huge swing because that's like from poverty to, wow, now you have you have $40,000 that you didn't, you could do, you could buy a boat with or, you know, you have <laughs> <laughs> whatever you could, you know, want to do. Like you're a huge change in, in lifestyle, even though maybe that's not that much money. And then for the first time you get hit with an enormous fucking tax bill.
6: Yeah, I was just going to say, and then tax season oh. comes.
5: And you fucking, you realize that all of this hard work, everything that you've, done to get to this point where you have a little bit of comfort and you're a little bit above water and you have to just give all of that away in a gigantic fucking tax payment it is it is that shit and that's why you stand with ukraine (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly oh god it's
6: taxes yeah being self-employed in california or being an independent contractor is
5: which both myself (laughs) and my wife are it's It's like, uh, what's his name, Uh, Bill O'Reilly said once, like, I I wouldn't mind paying taxes if all of that money went to things that were good, you know, that I liked, but you live in California, it is extra expensive and especially frustrating with how much bullshit the government here does, how much they give to people who don't deserve it, and how fucked up all of our streets are, for lack of a better analogy. You know, like all of Mm. our kids are getting dumber. Everything is getting worse. People are fleeing California and you're having to pay more and more money to these idiots. It's the fucking worst. Yeah. It's got to be the worst in the state. It's the most expensive and that tax money is going to the worst possible things. Fucking homeless industrial complex. And Mm. yeah, we we
6: were talking about that earlier is you look at some of the stats. So who was it? Someone I don't remember. I think I've heard this on varying podcasts and did a bunch of reading on it. But when we refer to something like the homeless industrial complex, is what we're talking about. Is why why are we spending more and more and more and more money, and the problem gets continually worse. So we could, you know, at a kind of a superficial level, we could look at that and say like, well, you, you people are you're just not competent. But you look at if you go a couple of levels deeper, it's like no the the model is it was done by design like this cuz now you have people in San Francisco and i'm not mm-hmm. being hyperbolic here are making $250,000 a year to fix the homeless problem which is the worst in like i think like 40% of roughly what they're saying of, of the nation's homeless are in California we had 2008 Gavin Newsom saying i'm going to end homelessness mm-hmm. and like now it's, it's, it's at horrific proportions right now, even though they, despite we start, we just keep spending more and more and more money. So if you think about it, if you're making, <clears throat> if you're in charge of the homeless industrial car, or solving the homeless problem, making $250,000 a year, and you actually solve that problem, Well, what have you just done? Gotten yourself out of a job. just (laughs) eliminated your job. So there's no, the incentive is to just keep this going. And that's when it becomes something like an industrial complex.
5: And that's why it's, I mean, it's so obvious that these are jobs. These aren't people that are out to actually fix things. Yes. These are people that are out to make their jobs better. And this is how we end up with uh, the military industrial complex.
6: This is how we end up with a climate czar. Yes, you know, this is how we end up with you know I'm in charge of the homeless industrial you know um, education industrial right. complex. We spend more in California on students per, you know, per student in our, on our schools, public schools, and we have some of the the worst test scores in the entire nation.
5: And we're being held hostage by the teachers union, who is you know the most powerful lobby in America. Yeah. It we just it's it's just not in our DNA. We can't have like a light phone episode.
6: <laughs> I know. We, we really on. really tried. We really tried. Sorry, Chris. Well, all we have to what do, do is make say
0: taxes, 20, and twenty two minutes, fucked.
5: You're done after that. Yeah. Bring up taxes up. There goes the I show. Know. Yeah. I know. Well, I had an ax to grind. Uh, <laughs> Me did, too. Did you guys see the ATF going to that Navy SEALs house? No. No. we you that like that work, work out Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I I pulled this clip a while ago. I can't remember if this clip includes um, somebody commenting on the clip, like reacting to the clip mm-hmm. or not. So I apologize if Kel. it does because I hate those reaction,
6: reaction you, videos.
0: Before you put that on, yeah. was it you that sent me the clip or maybe you guys had it on your Liberty Tree Instagram of the homeowner who called the cops yes. on the uh, ATF? Yeah. Remember the AT- ATF marshal who was coming for the homeowner's guns for some reason, and the homeowner called the cops, the local oh, police. Have you seen
5: really? that? No. And no, what it was. They called
0: the local police. The yeah. local police show up and go to town on the ATF yeah. enforcer. Really? It is. It's, a, it's what I was thinking. I think we played that.
6: So what they what they were doing is showing up, it was the ATF was showing up. They had printed out the gun roster. And what they were doing was going to people's houses just to make sure that what their paperwork had matched what they had in their safe.
5: Oh, where the guy got
6: tasered. Yes. And
0: he said, Hey, there's a guy pretending to be an ATF officer. So the cops roll in thinking
5: Oh, because that that was happening.
0: Yes. Already. uh, Yes. And uh, it is. You almost feel bad for him, right? You not, al- right. almost <laughs> no. no. He's no, know, crying, but... oh, please. What are you doing?
6: No, they, that's that's what you get. Yeah, no, I hundred percent. The guy agree. handled it like a boss because what he did is he's like, "Hey, we got this. Here's your registered guns. Can we come and just double check it, cross reference it, make sure it jives with our paperwork?" The guy goes, "Absolutely not." And he goes like. Well, like, we're just going to keep coming back and everything. And the guy just shut the door. He called the cops. He's like, there's two people here, or there's this guy on my front porch posing as an ATF agent that says he wants to come in and look at all my guns. And then, yeah, the cops showed up. The cops it, come in hot. The guy got yeah. combated with him. He ended up tasing him the whole time, screaming. The,
0: the ATF guy's arrogant, right? He's like, I'm I'm ATF. And the cop is like, hands, hands. I know. And, the co- and the ATF agent, you know, thinking he's bigger and badder and above, you know, the law, above literally the law. at the time is making moves and the cops lose it or having it, which is what they're supposed to do.
5: Well, it was what they do Flip to the us script. all the time. Flip right. The script right. on them So good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think that the uh, police should be able to, you know, be brutal to anybody, but it's so ironic that <laughs> here they are doing it to this ATF <clears throat> agent who is out violating people's rights his job is literally to go door to door and violate people's rights the atf rules that he's enforcing are rules they're not laws Mm -hmm. it is just him out there fucking with people and violating their rights and how sweet is it that oh you mean you don't like it when it happens to you you don't like when the cops are detaining you for you know you're by all accounts you're allowed to be doing what you're doing you are authorized to be doing what you're doing these cops should not be harassing you the way they are. Yeah. But it kind of sucks, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, (laughs) eat your fucking dessert. (laughs) Not a lot of videos I watch. I'm like, I'm with the cops on that
6: one. Uh Uh-huh. Right?
5: (laughs) (laughs)
4: Exactly. (laughs) All right, let's
2: check this out. So, were you expecting us?
4: Uh, well, what well, didn't <laughs> surprise me when I saw a guy in a plague carrier showing up. So.
2: <laughs> well, Got the Ultima
4: OTBs for- on.
2: <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so, the reason why we're here is because, um, I don't know, I'm sure you're aware that just recently the ATF um, classified the uh, FRTs, the, the force sure. reset triggers, mm-hmm. um, as, Another um, rule. as uh, machine guns. So, we are aware that you may have problems with that.
6: Go define machine gun for me. Yeah. What's a machine gun? Check this out.
5: This, do you see what she's wearing? Body armor underneath? It's, it's uh, a plate carrier, but the armor card? is this is one of those steel targets that hangs like a Mickey Mouse head. This and this is where it hangs. Oh, oh wow. Really? She's Certainly. wearing a target? She's wearing a target.
6: It's like that far side joke where the deer, remember his yeah. birthmark? <laughs> hell <laughs> of a <the> birthmark,
2: <laughs> <laughs> These FRTs, okay. so now we are having, like, the whole agency. So has, someone marked uh, on this guy? Has, um, is basically reaching out to these no, purchasers. He, uh,
4: That's incredible. He made and purchases uh, online.
2: Okay,
5: there is no database. What state is this? Uh, good I, question. okay Good question. It might be California. I don't think so, though, because he would probably not have um, been able to buy those things here in California. But they tell us that there is no database there's no federal database right there's a database in california like a registry mm-hmm. uh but somehow he made these purchases and the atf shows Got
4: up
2: his
5: house right got it uh,
2: pick him up <laughs> you know they're okay. evil so
4: so i won't um, be answering any questions today um i don't have any comments on this subject uh, i won't be uh, giving you anything
2: Okay, so you um, are, are
4: you refusing to give us the trigger? I'm not refusing anything. I won't be answering any questions. Okay, this is how um, you handle it.
2: But okay, yep. so we are aware that you do you did purchase FRTs. Again, you wouldn't be in trouble if you just give those up to us, or okay. if you sold them, you can tell me you sold them. Sure, you know, okay. and you again, you're not going to be in wow. trouble for that.
5: So. This, the video that we're watching right now on the bottom, it just, uh, the words came up, this is a Fourth Amendment violation. And I think what he's referring to is the fact that they know that he has these things is a Fourth Amendment violation. Right. That's an illegal search, basically, Mm. to uh, have access to his purchase histories. Yeah. Yeah. But there's no federal database. No.
4: I understand.
2: So um, we're just here, honestly, like just to pick him up
1: sure yeah. sure <laughs> so it's, a it a bigger, it's a bigger conversation
4: yourself. than what you're having right now you know you, you decide as you go the rules right
2: um again that's not something i decide it's to. not i know you guys are just here
4: I don't, I don't, you guys are just, just here yeah i don't disagree with you at all i understand i i don't want sure. to be here more than you want me to be sure It well it's but you are the there. problem is is you are the people who who go and knock on the doors right mm-hmm. yeah. so when they make new laws and you break them Or you go against the citizens, because they've spoken, what they buy and what they do. The citizens are speaking, but the government is making their decisions on what they think. They're not being servants to the citizens, right? That's the kind of guy you want as a neighbor. And and, and all I'm
2: saying is, you know, like, I mean... We, like you said, you know, we just hear, we we are the ones that just, just doing come my job. and knock on the door. We enforce yep. sure. the laws. So we don't make the laws. So sure, I understand. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Um, like I said, we're, we're you're not in trouble. I mean, no, I understand them, that. You know, no,
4: I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> exactly. That's. <laughs> so. He's like, I know
5: I'm not in trouble. I am an American, and I didn't do anything wrong. Just because you guys made some little not in rule, trouble
6: then why are you in my driveway right now?
5: Right. right. If yeah.
0: he, if he, adios. If he gives them what they're asking for,
5: is he in trouble? Then.
6: Great
0: question. I, that's
5: why he should not. He should be handling this exactly like he is. Yeah. I'm not answering any questions. I'm not giving you anything. He. That's that's the there's there a nuance before that I picked up on when they're like,
6: you know, you could just say that you lost them or you sold them. He goes, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying anything.
5: I'm not saying anything. Yes. Because if I were to lie to you, then. I mean, even if those things turn out not to be illegal. Right. It's probably another rule where I'm not allowed to lie to you. Yeah. Just like you're not allowed to lie to Congress unless you are a rich millionaire. It, it drives me nuts. The, the, uh, the
6: guy in the video, the cop, uh, the ATF guy, he's saying, like, I don't want to be here any more than, you know, I don't want to do this any more than you. It's like, but you are doing it. That's the point.
5: And I have a feeling he is a local law enforcement guy, like yeah, sheriff. Looks like it. Accompanying Mickey Mouse here. Yeah. To the, to the house. Oh, okay. Right, like he's he's not ATF, Mm -hmm. but it's like, yeah, dude, you are the sheriff. Is the only elected law enforcement in America. Mm -hmm. We don't elect the local police. We don't elect the FBI or who God knows who else in the deep state. We don't elect any of them. We elect sheriffs.
6: So we we don't elect
5: the the, the security cop at the mall telling you that you have to wear a mask. (laughs) No, I don't have to do anything. This dude should know better. He should be, and I know. It never happens this way. Even our sheriff here in Sonoma County, who originally uh, Mark Essick went against the uh, COVID mandates right. in the beginning, he buckled eventually, and then they they he, he backed down. Not that they were overly enforcing him or too heavy handed, but anyways, this guy, this sheriff who's accompanying her, I am assuming he's that's who he is. Um, he should be the one, the elected law enforcement, they should be the ones that are actually standing up for us, but yeah. even they. Which we did have in some
6: counties, so. Um, yeah. Oh, God, what's, that place, Red Bluff, it's known for something. Mm. Um, oh, the head box. Ah. Oh, uh, yeah, yes, so. Thanks uh, for bringing that up. <laughs> <at> the <laughs> head end? box at all.
5: But the sheriff's out there, you so. Remember that like, story? Y- no. You don't remember the head box story? No. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> well,
6: we're not going to retell it here. I don't have the stomach for it. <laughs> but the sheriffs out there, um, I can't remember what county that is, but they were like, no, we're not doing lockdowns. Our
0: sheriff in Orange County really? is
6: on our, oh yeah, he's and Riverside
0: County Interior. Yeah, I remember hearing about R- uh,
6: Riverside. Both are awesome. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Nice. You, you want them as neighbors. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah.
5: Good to hear. Yeah. Headbox, Can't wait to listen to that one, though. Oh, boy. That's a good one. <laughs> we're, pro- we're probably good on this clip, right? You just, yeah. I don't see anymore. I think we made our point. We call the, when we see people wearing the masks, you saying, like, wait, they, they have a head box on. Yeah. This, the story, the long and short of it, maybe there's other people out there who didn't hear it, uh, is that this woman was kidnapped and forced to wear this head box, but she was allowed out of the head box to go back and visit country? her. This is in Red Bluff, California, like three hours from here. This is in wow. 1970, what? 1978, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's prime, did. like hitchhiking era, yep. you know, 77. Mm-hmm. So she was allowed to go home and see her family as long as she promised to come back, and she did. The point of it being is that they kept her in this head box
6: for 23 hours a day, and she was subjected to horrific abuse, who, which we won't go through right now. Who put her in the head box? Some deranged guy, a guy named Cameron Hooker and his wife. Um,
5: <laughs> oh boy, here we go. <laughs> so, <laughs>
6: what? Is What do you mean let her okay, go? Okay, so home the, with the hitchhiker was off. this woman. No, she, she didn't
5: she took the head box off. And they, they went home. So the hitchhiker
6: Colleen Stan was hitchhiking from Eugene, Oregon to Northern California to see a friend. She never showed up. She was picked up. You know, hitchhiking was very much in vogue back in the day. I used and, to do it all the time, Yeah, For real. And she was picked up by a couple, she figured. In a, a blue a van. Yeah, but with a baby. So I think those yeah. kind of even each other out yeah. <laughs> more or less. Colleen a role And they turned out to, play to both be deranged psychopaths who part of the terms of their marriage is that she was going to allow him to keep a sex slave in the house. And so he Doesn't had- everybody? Yeah, well... No, is it? No. Do you? you guys don't have that? No. Oh, Kiki's no. the best. Yeah, she's <laughs> cool. Sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. And so he was driving around. He built this head box. He's like, when we find the right person, like I'm going to slap this head box on him. And it kept you in a complete state of deprivation. You can't hear. You can barely breathe. You can't see anything, obviously. And point being of the story, not to retell it, but when you keep someone... They had psychologically broken her to such an extent that they were able to go, like, look, I'm gonna take you out of the head box. Uh, you can go for a jog, do a little bit of yard work, don't talk to the neighbors and everything. And she goes, okay. And she remained in that state for seven years.
0: Holy shit. Yes. So they, he, took,
6: she, they even let her fly home to see her parents. No. And her parents were like, yeah, Jeez. she was just kind of like catatonic. She didn't. Wow. Yeah. And then it went back, back into the head box. Gnarly. They kept her in the head box under the bed for 23 hours a day. She under the
5: good. bed? Under the bed. They built a box Spoke- underneath his waterbed. Yes. So he figured out how to control this person to an extent that he he broke her brain to where even when she was allowed to escape, she wouldn't. And she was still under his control. Say, saying things like, when you go see your
6: parents, there's something they call it the company. He's like, the company can see you. We're watching everything you do. And if you try to escape or if you tell anyone about this, like. There are going to be some of the worst consequences, and she already been through probably one of the most horrific deals that a human being can imagine. Mm-hmm.
0: It's amazing how resilient the human is, and how fragile the right. human is. Totally, yep. you look. I mean, that is ins- that's incredible.
5: Yeah. So Matt drew the parallel between the headbox and masks. That when people are putting on masks, even though there's a over 170 peer reviewed studies showing how masks don't work, even their Lord and Savior, Doctor Fauci. In the beginning of the pandemic, admitted that masks didn't work. People are still so easily controlled, some people, and afraid that they will continue to wear this mask. So, when you see that, you know, I made the point like, so when you pull up to that
6: stoplight and you look over at the car next to you, and there's that person wearing a mask by themselves in their car, you go, I'm all, don't think mask. Like headbox, it's like they've been broken, got they've it, been psychologically got it. Totally broken. broken, which is
5: helpful because it, I often look at people and I just think you fucking fag with your stupid mask. But it's like being upset with them is not is missing the point. You should feel sorry for them that totally. they've been captured yeah. and broken. You, you almost like sympathize with yeah. them. Yeah. And speaking of
6: sympathy, that because we got into a little bit the some of the details of the Stockholm syndrome, you're familiar with that. Mm-hmm. It's like that was based on a bank, obviously in Stockholm, but they the ca- the people they kept captive in the bank vault began to sympathize with their captors eventually, where they go like, well, I'm kind of I kind of identify with them because they you know, there's been such an authoritarian crunch. They have all the power. I'm being held here at gunpoint in a bank vault. Like some of the people, those captors, refused to testify against the people that kidnapped them on their trials. It's so- like they still, after it was all said and done and the dust settled, so that's that. It's nuts. That weird so, that psychological of, phenomenon where you sympathize with your, you know, where you, you would begin think, to identify you, you with can the.
0: You you could see where that would happen. Where you, for while you're there, you you can imagine yeah. sympathizing, identifying yeah. for almost like self-saving um, reasons, right? right? But as soon as you're in a safe zone, you would just think, yeah, like, like saying that they wouldn't. Um, in court right. testify against them. Exactly. You would think once they're safe, they would be free of that. It's a well, little head well, box, right? Yeah. Similar thing.
5: I I think that in the head box situation, uh, Carolyn, Caroline? Colleen. Colleen. Colleen was uh, especially susceptible which, to this sort of right. mind control, which is similar to the masking thing. Like, I am not. You cannot, I cannot be hypnotized. I'm... Um, you know, for whatever reason, yeah. at least in this, maybe I am susceptible in other realms, but around this thing, like, it will never work on me. And I think Colleen was the perfect candidate because I, for one, never would have gotten in the blue van. I would never. Pull, they probably would have you would Have you ever hitchhiked or no? <laughs> no.
0: I used to do it all the time. I used to from, Huntington Beach to from Huntington Beach to Laguna
5: Beach when I was, like, 11. My twin brother and I, all the time, we would hitchhike. Dude, can you imagine if we did like the three of us robbed a bank mm-hmm. and we kept captives? Like, I kind of feel like we would be able to win them over. Like, look, you guys, we're not <laughs> we're not taking your money. All right, we're taking this money. Okay, you know let, where the bank got it? Let me the let me bank, back up. They printed. There's this. no okay. gold behind our money, right? Okay. Let's start with that. Are you familiar with Jekyll Island? 19, okay, 1913. All right, so <laughs> this is where it all started. Okay, now there, this money is not real money. It's fake. They print it. They're, it's counterfeit. Okay. Are you guys with me or not? <laughs> I think we would have a chance, right? Yes. <laughs> do they they call like, it Stockholm Syndrome? Yes, just stop talking. <laughs> stop talking. <laughs> whatever, do whatever you want. <laughs>
0: oh, my gosh. I, uh, I don't listen to audiobooks, but I did um, The Creature of Jekyll Island. Yeah. And uh, The uh, Gulag Archipelago. Oh. Two. Oh man, so you're, you're, good! Your uh, liberty 2 reading list, right? Yeah. I know they're yeah. just <laughs> I would have never read, read uh, them except
6: for your the pod. You read uh, oh. Industrial Society and its Future by Tekizinski. That's the trifecta. You read yep. those at the same time. Whew. Yeah, Tekizinski. Uh, Tekizinski. Yeah, the Unabomber. Unabomber. You never seen this? No. Oh, you have a copy of it here, don't you? I got a couple. Of copies. You know what
0: I've never read either is that right there.
6: Really? Nineteen no. eighty-four. No,
0: I picked it up at a used bookstore in Kona, Hawaii. Uh, I was in there and I. We we just picked up a bunch of books for the house from my mom's house there. Nice, and that's one of the books I have. I just haven't well, I haven't cracked it. I will well, give you that copy. But-
6: yeah, well, I was going to say that you're in luck because if you are living in 2023, I don't think you need to read that book because you that's are li- you are living it day to day by walking I, out your front you door. You hear that?
0: My uh, our pastor at church talks about it. Yeah. Like he's referenced it. I don't even know how many times. It's wow. one
6: of the greatest books ever written. And when you read, so same thing as telling you guys, I was rereading The Stand by Stephen King. You're like. Wow! After what we One, went with I actually, I'm going to get that book and read it. That it's, I've been looking for a,
0: a, a new book. I yeah. think
5: Arrow uh, will love that book. Your cool. his son reads like and your daughter like yeah. no kids I've ever. Mia yeah. is a,
0: it's it, Mia is a true many, phenomenon in regards to speed reading. How it's many books crazy. has she
5: read? Uh,
0: couldn't even tell you. Thousands, uh, not thousands, but you know, she is thirteen, and my boy just turned sixteen. But they've read hundreds of books. Um, when Mia was taking the reading tests, she was in the ninety something percentile. She. Arrow was number one a couple of years ahead of her in the school. Mia was number two, even two years behind him. She was still number two in the school. Wow. They, were the, he, they were the number one and number two in the yeah. school.
5: <laughs> and, That's awesome.
0: And Arrow thought she was
5: cheating. And you learned to read when you're like, like early uh, 30s? 22, okay. 23. <laughs> for real. I, I didn't read a book in school. I mean, I hate to say it. I just didn't. It was, you know, we didn't do
0: it um, for real, which is nuts. So Arrow, I'm like, Arrow, oh, she's not cheating. And... We pick, he picked out a book on her reading list and he said, we asked her, and it was a, you know, under 300, over 200 page book. And we said, if you, if she, okay, how long will it take you to read this? She said, I'll read that by tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And he's, and er, this was a test that we challenged her to prove that she was actually reading the books because her big brother said, there's no way she is doing this. So she read it. She had the book read. She took the online test and I said to Arrow, er, if she reads this and- you know, by tomorrow, like she yeah. says, and takes a test. Yeah, Third-party test. And scores 80% or above uh-huh. in front of us. Are you going to believe her? And I was kind of like thinking, I'm not going to call my daughter a liar, but yeah, I'm thinking, let us I want to see it too, totally. you know?
5: <laughs> and, and he
0: like, yeah, I'll believe her. Sure as shit, she finishes it the next day, which is mind-boggling. Amazing. She says I'm the slowest reader in the world because I am.
5: Uh, you're and, second to me.
0: And she finishes it. She takes the test in front of us right there at the counter in the kitchen. She gets like a 94 and we were we were both. I mean, you get the results back immediately. Yeah. He looks at me. I look at him, and I look at her, and she's just you know so casual. She's totally, just like, right. "Told you." Yes. girl. She's girl.
5: Insane. So good. Yeah.
0: So we're looking for a new book, and I think you were saying Arrow would like uh, the, stand, the stand
6: for sure. I hope yeah. he reads it. Yeah, that's uh, as I have said many times. I used to read that every summer. It was it's like part of my summer ritual. Yeah. That's so cool. But now to read that, I haven't read it in twenty you know, something years uh probably even longer than that but now after what what we went through with the pandemic and everything like that book reads like almost perfect predictive programming
0: do you really think it was planned you say that all the time
6: uh yes the the reaction was planned the template had been set i agree yeah it's you, crazy uh, well i don't see how you could i you can go to the website event 201 i mean there you can read the agenda
5: <laughs> you know, if, if, is, if it wasn't is. planned, we were talking about one of the greatest coincidences, clinky dinks in world history, right? They mapped out how it was supposed to go right. down to the actual wet market that the disease was blamed on we now know or assume that it was comes from a lab whether it was the Wuhan mm-hmm. Institute of Virology or Fort Detrick Maryland Fort Detrick <laughs> Maryland <laughs> during the military crazy. world That's military nuts. games <laughs> that is crazy <laughs> one way or another it came out of a lab yet this pandemic uh, supposedly we all were led to believe came from a wet market now in event 201 correct me if i'm wrong i think you know more about this than i do mm-hmm. but w- the wet market that it was supposed to come out of was in South America in the event 201 Yes, but, um, so there was, that's different, but come on. Yeah. That's, I mean. It and was it was just, being held
6: concurrently with the World Military Games. Yeah, the, the right. Same weekend. Wow. 2019. Yeah, event two hundred one went on, and it's and a a lot of what event two hundred one emphasized on. And this is not conspiracy theory. I'm I'm getting this (laughs) from the event two hundred one. They they still have a website up. It's like if the one thing you can bank on what the psychopathic authoritarian global elites will do. Like we're gonna tell you guys exactly what we're doing. Yeah, (laughs) and like and here we go. Wow, is a lot of what they emphasized was their reaction, how they manipulate the media, how they can tamp down dissent on social media. It's, it's a lot of it is just of how, it's not just how to respond to a pandemic, quote unquote, or pandemic, <laughs> <with> eyebrow quotes, <laughs> <laughs> it is, uh, it's a lot of these, same with Dark Winter. Um, God, there's, there's, I mean, these have been going on for, we've been holding these exercises since the early nineties is all of them. One thing you'll notice, like one consistency is, of vast amount of attention in these tabletop exercises that are spent with how do we control people how do we control the information how do we control the narrative the me- it's not just about medical exercises it's a never about how, to, how do we
5: fix the disease problem yeah it's about what do we do with the people yeah how do we herd the cattle in this crisis
0: you know Kelly and I I'm staying at his house this weekend and we talked about it briefly last night uh, I said have you my mom sent me something which is cool is Kelly following this? And it was a, a link to the Maui shit, right? And I said to Kelly, yeah. oh, my mom just sent this. I just forwarded it to you. Right. Have
5: you been following the, and I said, the Maui There's stuff? There's
0: only yeah. so much I could fucking wrap my brain around. Yeah. And I haven't even wanted to get, which is, you know, obvi- we as the US board writers, West Coast board writers, our organization we're involved in, we're, we're gathering a lot of, you know, monetary donations and sending it to Maui. Right. But I haven't, I, I, I just don't have it in me to to look at it with these eyes of is this a was it planned is it being manipulated to see how they can control or take over certain land mm-hmm. um, but it's it's amazing not amazing it's it's there are so many locals Hawaiians um, and mm-hmm. obviously scientists and all you know um, Kind of like the new young um, detectives that are there, right, right? And it, the shit you're hearing about what is going on there. This is on our quote, you know, our home, our homeland. It's in, in, right, you know, on our soil, U.S. soil. But it's gnarly. It's, it's insane. Have you guys? Been, I haven't. I, I don't have it in me to follow it. I, I actually just barely glance at it when people send me stuff. It's terrible.
5: Yeah. yeah. For me, it's kinda like that in typical Liberty Tree fashion, I uh I don't have a need to be on the cutting edge of this issue. I don't know if it if it was here locally, maybe I I would be. But I just kinda I'm glad there's people out there doing the work and mm-hmm. uncovering stuff. But everything that people send me, I just take with a little bit of a grain of salt because you you hear a lot of crazy shit and I just I need the dust to settle before I can really sink my teeth and I'm glad you're looking into it
6: yeah the way I think the best way that I've heard it framed is that okay so we can go we can go to the far end of the spectrum, like full, like beyond Alex Jones, and they're
5: talking about directed energy weapons. And oh, like those videos of the thunder of the, uh, <laughs> the storms. <laughs> no, dude, the- I keep seeing these directed energy. Look, here's another directed energy weapon. I'm like, that's lightning in a storm. <laughs> Am I? I either have to believe that every storm I've ever witnessed is a direct energy weapon, or this is just someone making shit up like so i i approach and that's why i don't dive deep i just need to wait and let it sift out so i think the maybe where you and i
6: differ a little bit is actually i think we have this in common to be honest with you is i look at some of these things i'm like qui bono Mm-hmm. which is Latin, by the way. Yeah. Do we, we know Latin. We're fluid. We do. Not Latin. Yeah, so I think we, we speak think it actually when we're that. off the mic. <laughs> yes. Carper DM, Chris. All right. <laughs> 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 never be break. No, they, uh, <laughs> is what we're, we're looking at is like, well, who benefits? Like who, so you do kind of a follow the money, right? Kind of approach. And so that's why something like the Jeffrey Epstein thing is so fascinating. It's mm-hmm. like, this guy had dirt on the most pro- powerful people in the entire world. And, not a single person was charged with anything except he committed suicide I'm using my eyebrow coats. Yeah. You have to do it twice when you do the eyebrow coats <laughs> like yeah, this. Yeah, commit suicide. <laughs> you know, right before he was, you know, at all by all means it was going to probably start dropping the dime
5: on these people to like see if he could save his own right. ass, right? And so like, lo and behold, not a single media outlet has uh, looked into yeah. the list of people that were. Oh, there.
6: what are you going to do? Kill yeah. himself. He was on suicide watch.
5: Yeah, they gave him some extra betting. I mean, baggage. nothing. Well, they got it on camera. Oh, the camera's broke. Well, what did the guards say? They were both sleeping. Really? Wow. Did you hear Trump uh on I didn't watch the interview, but Trump was on Tucker uh-uh. and he asked him about Jeffrey Epstein and he said, Ah, I think he probably killed himself. Really? Trump said that? Yeah, that's what I heard. Oh, that's I, what you get, know, get much from much. a guy who likes a stick well done. Yeah. So the <laughs> the so like the Maui
6: thing, you go like, well, who benefits? Like who who would benefit from this, right? So that's why we wouldn't, you know. When people say, like, you think the Earth is flat, I was like, I just, I don't care. Like, I don't, who would benefit from that? Who would benefit from it being round? Like, I don't think it would affect my life at all. The aliens, people saying, like, oh, do you think the alien stuff's real? I was like, nah, it's a complete distraction. There's all this other shit going on in the news. You know, the the Ukraine narrative has fallen apart, the COVID narrative has fallen apart, the Hunter Biden laptop turned out to be true. We have a, a late stage dementia patient as our president, and his backup is even dumber than that motherfucker. Oh, my <laughs> it, was,
5: it was possible. I was like, dude, it's, I'm
6: all, avoid that fucking shiny object, man. You, you know, avoid this stuff. I so, wonder if the
0: UFO I saw in 1982 mm-hmm. was a military, advanced military aircraft. I, I mean, that yeah. thing came and flew right over me, mm-hmm. hovered. Over me and another girl, Michelle Seeloff. Are you out there? Call in if you are. <laughs> and I ran into a neighbor's house that I did not know. Yeah. Crying. Yeah. Interrupted their dinner. And they looked, they were shocked.
5: You were like eight eight years old? Ten-ish. At the time. Ten. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And standing there, and they had to walk me home which was a block away they didn't they knocked on my door with my mom answer she's like what are you doing with my kid like your son just ran into our house and said he saw you up. I had picked him up hitchhiking <laughs> are there UFO I mean what the uh, you, I, it's I, funny you have a painting I, or a picture on your wall from your son oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually laughed out loud when I
6: read it it says probably aliens my, aren't real yeah it's probably my favorite piece of art it's, it's awesome in, yeah <laughs> I just no, aliens but, aren't real I was like you don't know that <laughs> he's like are they I was like I don't know yeah, and I, so he painted and I framed it. He did this big watercolor and had it. As, as a UFO and an alien with a giant X through it says <laughs> aliens are not real. My whole life I've uh, I was like, well, they this are. is love going it.
5: on the wall?" Taking a stand, <laughs> I love it. But
0: I wonder. I mean, I've thought my whole life they are, and but are they? Was that? Could they have had that advanced military aircraft well, back in eighty two?
5: It's possible. I think that in terms of how it affects us, it kind of doesn't matter. If you know, not in terms of, I, I want to know also. But in terms of how it affects us, it doesn't matter. Either it was a military thing what do you or think? it was aliens. What do you think? Tom? I don't think aliens are real. Matt? Uh, I am open to the idea,
6: but no. No? Yeah. yeah. The, but you I can't, can't say s- I can't say anything for sure. So
0: Randy's a pastor. He says, if aliens are real, he's like, you can throw the Bible in the trash. Yeah. And Which I, is and trippy I, to me.
6: And I believe <laughs> that, I believe, fast I believe these people actually saw things. I think they're just advanced military aircraft. Hmm. I mean that's been going on with Skunk, skunk Works like so
5: for, forever. They've been developing these things. This is programs. how I wrap my sorry. Didn't mean to cut, yep. Jump over the end of what you said. I'm gonna right grab now. you
0: guys both the beer real quick. I'll be right back.
5: Yeah. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> if um <clears throat> the odds of you grab me one. Oh yeah. Thanks, buddy. Or several. <laughs> <laughs> the this is how I wrap my head around the math of the alien. Mm-hmm. Thing. People say the in the universe is so vast. It just be impossible for there not to be mm-hmm. aliens out there, and that's basically what you're saying is that the math doesn't add up. Right, that we would be the only one. Yeah, gotcha. But I've also heard the probability of life evolving spontaneously on Earth mm-hmm. is so against the odds, mm-hmm. so impossible, right? That it's equivalent to uh, the odds of a hurricane passing over a junkyard mm-hmm. and assembling a, set, a fully functional 747 yeah. at random. Mm-hmm. That's how uh, unlikely it is for life to just spontaneously evolve. Mm-hmm. Right? So um, is it possible for a hurricane to pass over a junkyard and actually assemble a fully functional 747? Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, if oh. you run that, it's not possible? Well, I mean, the odds are very... uh, Your your point being, on on a long enough continuum, that will happen. If if infinity is a thing, um, if you run a hurricane over a junkyard an infinite number of times... Can it assemble? Eventually, a 747 would be assembled. Eventually, everything would be assembled, a fully functional car, because infinity is infinite, right? There is no end to infinity. Let me ask my AI friend. So that odd... The odds of that happening are so, 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 so slim. And if those are the same odds that life actually evolves on its own, then the vastness of the universe is not enough of a, uh, is not vast enough to actually have life evolve somewhere else. And that's why I don't think that it's likely that there are aliens. I'm not saying I know, but I'm just, I don't think it's likely that there's aliens. Mm-hmm. So to go back to, so so you're asking about
6: I Mau- like your take. You're asking about <laughs> Maui. <laughs> is when you look at the Maui stuff, is you can go to the fringe of like directed energy weapons. It's like, okay, so but okay, now I need you to explain to me why. What's the why? This is something we talk about all the time. Like you can have these great conspiracy theories, but why? who benefits? Like why why what's what's the reason for pulling off this like grand scheme? And what they're saying is that you had all these uh, local Hawaiians that were sitting on, Ostensibly, some of the most valuable real estate in the entire country.
5: And if you know anything about local Hawaiians, they're not the most. Uh, they're not. To, they're not typical they're not elite. Yeah, like to shrug and be like, oh, okay, sounds good to me. Like, no. and they are. They fir- will fight fiercely proud. Death. Fiercely proud. They are also proud. not uh, what you would call global elites. Right. They're pretty poor people yep. that live in a in a, a and they small just, commu- isolated community. They just happen to be living on
6: this real estate that other, that people, the global elites felt that they were entitled to because mm-hmm. they could put it to better use for their own personal financial gain. So, okay, so that's the why, right? Was, I mean, let's talk with the conspiracy theories, theorists are talking about, or the spoiler alerts that we talk about, mm-hmm. is they had, they use a directed energy weapon uh, to start these fires. Okay, pretty out there. Does that technology exist? Yes, does it exist in Hawaii? Yes, it does. Okay, so what's next? We're still out there, right? Like that they're they're gonna devastate, you know, and kill all these people, like to get this real estate, which I admit is pretty far out there. Ever listened to a lot of podcasts about it? Um, they're entertaining. It's I get a little bit of information in front of every time, but at no point am I like, oh, I'm all in on this. Like I'm explaining this as a gradient. So the other side of that spectrum is that. For a fire, or let's, let's just quote the New York Times, climate change. There was just a, a spontaneous combustion and everything burned, only in this one spot due to climate change. Okay. So
5: was it uh, hotter in Hawaii uh, than every other <laughs> yeah, as state? Uh, according to the New York Times,
6: <laughs> yes. Okay. So then you establish the bookends. And from there, we have a gradient, right? So we have, you know, just for conversation's sake, we have the DEW directed energy weapon on the far like fringe side, and then we have the New York Times, which is I would say very representative of like what the established three by five card of acceptable opinion is, mm-hmm. would we not? Mm-hmm. People will reference that as uh, for their information. So okay, then you go like, okay, was there, so it goes from there to was there incompetency? Yeah, they had an alarm system they didn't go off. They shut off the water. Um, they, I think they invested like a couple million dollars for this exact situation, potential situation years ago. They spent all that money, out of that couple million dollars, they spent $400,000 on green initiatives, nothing to mitigate the the fire risk that they had. Okay, so now we have incompetency or failure on my part. Now, did they block certain road? They sent all the kids home, which I just don't even want to... Go down that road. That's, it's just it makes uh, me yeah, tears. tears of your fucking eyes.
5: Yeah, I've deliberately not looked okay into that. So mm-hmm. now we're getting
6: when things when you see a situation that's rife with x amount of incompetency, eventually you are crossing the threshold into corruption. I was like, you guys are so incompetent that it becomes like corrupt to a certain point, right? So somewhere, that's what bu- drives me nuts about what we talk about, like the binary you know, when you go like, is it this or is it this? It's usually something in the middle, right? And then like, let say that we have this halfway point, like where, you know, is it more towards like this directed energy weapon thing, which is a total French theory, because cause we get back to the why, why, because, there's all these people that wanted this real estate. They wanted these people off the land. They've been trying to get them off it for decades to sell to the developers, so it could become another like Honolulu, for example, or like a Waikiki to you know wow. these giant resorts. Know that. So all that said and done, the point that why I'm bringing this up, wherever you decide, New York Times, it, spontaneous combustion because of climate change or directed energy weapons, you know, and they set the fires on purpose. Wherever you are on that system, and the why is. Did they get those Hawaiians off their land and developers are now buying it up for pennies on dollar? Yes, they are. There we are.
5: Yep. Damn. We should have told that story later so we could end the podcast with that. <laughs> it's it's, a, it's like, sounded like a we, typical like, movie ending. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have a nice fucking weekend. <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. Uh, what are the clips you got, Cal? I got I got uh, I got one here that so you, Chris, you don't watch tucker on twitter
0: i have but i don't regularly but i i I would i just i don't because
5: i don't watch much that's true you don't um i I think tucker's awesome i I, I felt like he lied okay i wanted you to talk about that
0: i i okay Red. i feel like i know i would love to ask him this question or for someone to ask him about the diesel production of the united states about three months ago, or five months ago, he said that the U.S. was going to run out of diesel. Yeah, and yeah, you know, that's a shocking headline. Yes, when you look at the diesel production of the U.S., I think he said that we're going to be out of diesel fuel for the United States in you know less than a month—twenty-three days or something—or. Um, Twelve days, something like that. Well, I guess usually the United States only has twenty-three days of diesel fuel reserved at any time. Yeah. So to me, it felt like um, almost a like misleading us for a shock title. Yeah. And I lost faith in Tucker. Yeah. That that day, I was pissed because I, I looked it up and it said you know, no, we're not running out of diesel fuel and we, you know, there's only ever, you know, 20-something days of it. Yes, we are at a low of 12, but we're always producing it or bringing it in and then replenishing the supply. Yeah. So with that said, I think he is, after listening to him since he's gone on to Twitter, X, um, whatever, I I dig him. He just seems so honest. Um, He seems like he is... Honest, God fearing, ethical dude, and I, I appreciate that in yeah. him. So I, I want to, I want to listen to him and like him.
5: It's a great lesson that you you can't uh, have false idols, right? You know, if you th- think Tucker Carlson is uh, someone that you can trade in your own morality because you trust that his will will function for you, then you're you're missing the whole point. And I think Tucker is maybe he made a mistake. Maybe he did deliberately uh, mislead people for the ratings or whatever, but it, it should just be the, like, you have to do your own homework. Even if you find someone you trust or uh, the Epic Times, the, the greatest newspaper in the world, you still have to do your own homework. You have to take everything with a grain of salt. Totally. And ignore that inner Sam Harris that tells you to trust the experts.
6: <laughs> I think in any case, uh, I don't know. I've always ran a loose rule of thumb. Just don't have idols. Don't like the whole, I don't look up to people, like look to people and outsourcing your critical thinking or morality in any capacity, I think is a tragic mistake in any, any area of your life at any age. Well said. So
5: here's a clip of Tucker interviewing
6: Colonel and he didn't age well.
5: No, no, that's Colonel McGregor. Oh, okay, I got gotcha. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Man, he, he's really been living hard since he left Fox. <laughs> <laughs> this clip is interesting. Uh, the, I would recommend both of you to, to watch the whole interview with with him. It was it's a trippy, cool interview. Really, this McGregor dude is uh, he's he's one of us. I think that he. I think I've heard I've heard him on Who another program. He's a colonel. Now, I don't know if I have this correct. Isn't he the guy that uh, Trump tapped to uh, end the war in Afghanistan? So that sounds vaguely familiar. Um, He is a, uh, he's high up in the military or was, and is very uh, based Right. He thinks that most of what we're doing is ridiculous. So great. When some of these colonels retire, they're like, Oh, fuck it, dude. Yeah. I'll I'll tell you what's going on. He talks about how, and I, I believe that actually he's about to say this, but he talks about how in world war two, we only had seven generals over the whole war. the the biggest military conflict we've ever had to face, the most complex. Three in the Pacific, four in in Europe. Something like that. And the last war that we were ever involved in. And the (laughs) the last actual war. Yeah. (laughs) And now that we're not in an actual war, we have something like 40 generals around the world. And it's just this bloated kind of typical bureaucratic shit that happens when you have a giant empire that can... Rule the world, print its own money, tax people to death, blah, blah,
1: blah, blah, blah. All the same stuff I talk about. Then you had Nimitz and King. King was the CNO and Nimitz commanded the Pacific. Now, somehow or another, with only seven four stars, we managed to survive the greatest, most destructive war in history and fortunately end up on the quote-unquote winning side. Now, we are blessed with 43 to 44 four stars organized into multiple Commands designed to blanket the globe with American military power and interest. I think it borders on lunacy, (laughs) especially since we don't live in the world of 1920, 1945. This is the 21st century. Today, if you have forces forward, they're easy to identify, easy to target, easy to destroy. So what's the point of having a lot of forces forward? Well, we can always reinforce them. No, you can't. How do you get across these vast oceans, the Atlantic and the Pacific, when your opponents have submarine fleets? How many ships do they have to sink? Supply ships, transports before everybody says, that's it, we're not going. Same thing true for aircraft. Well, we have better better aircraft. We may have better aircraft, but we don't have very good air defenses. We've neglected air and missile defenses for years. In the Army, they always treated theater Air and Missile Defense as sort of the redheaded stepchild because we haven't fought anybody that compelled us to defend ourselves from missile and air attack. Well, those days are over. In other words, if you press this war with Russia in Central East Europe, it will reach us here in the United States. Yep, stoked. People aren't thinking about that. How many Americans do you think are? this? That they- guy
0: is,
5: I mean, wow. Yeah, when you That's see somebody
0: a master at strategy and military knowledge, it's so impressive.
5: Who is He's, that? He, uh, Colonel uh, Douglas McGregor. He's sorry to saying that. that oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, also. He's saying <laughs> that. Uh, you, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> if the war comes to the United States, we are not as bad as we think we are. I mean, obviously, you know, if, if Russia or China tried to invade America, it would, it would not work. But it's right. But we're not as protected as we think we are. But even what drives me nuts is, is
6: why, why are we even having this discussion? We're talking about like, Hey, if Russia invades the U S, like, are we ready for it? Like, why would we get it to that point? And you have these, it's this weird, we talk about this quite a bit. I'm sure, you know, Chris, that, the weird 180, as someone who came from the left, as Kelly did, it was like part of what my when I started paying attention to politics is when we invaded Iraq. I was like, why Why are we invading Iraq? Like, what? Well, because of 911. 70 percent of Americans at that time thought that Sodom... Saddam Hussein had something to do with Iraq that he coordinated. 9 11. Of course, you're like, yeah, absolutely. This, this takes
0: that was the two story. minutes of
6: research to realize that that's not true. I was like, well, no, they just that was the propaganda, that was the narrative. So we need to get the American sentiment, you know, behind like invading Iraq. And from then, like, I was like, I gotta start paying attention to shit because this, this is there's some serious kind of fuckery going on. So when you have these, you know, Colonel McGregor here is is alluding to, you know, our. <laughs> The potential war with us versus Russia that's already started. Well, we don't have troops over there. Yes, we fucking do have troops over there. And if not, it's a, it was a proxy war to begin with anyway. But yeah, that, and then those documents leaked. Like, we have troops over there. Like, we are running missions over there. We are at war with Russia. It has already started. That should be fucking terrifying. That should be the thing that almost everyone is thinking about right now. Because if this thing goes sideways, yes, we are we could be looking at like a full, like another world war. Like how
0: did we get here again when we were kids? That's what our biggest fear was is you go to sleep thinking about, fuck, is there going to be a nuclear bomb? I sit surfing out in Huntington mm-hmm. and I look at the LA Harbor. I can see it. Like I can see the Harbor on a clear day. I can see the spruce goose and the big dome that sits there in Long Beach in, in Long Beach at the LA Harbor. And I think I'd, I was just having dinner with uh, a couple of friends on Wednesday night before I came up. And I, I said, do you guys just sit out there and, and think, when's it going to happen? When is the container that is containing the nuclear mm-hmm. bomb going to explode? Right. And Which my friend say, Dave you... Genova said, uh, Genova doesn't mind, right? Um, <laughs> he's he's nah. like, fuck no. Like, I'm just Dave. thinking about, I'm looking for the next set. And my bro's dad,
5: Steve, he said, um, oh yeah, all the time. Yeah. I, I just wait for it. They say that the security in the ports is like... It's like pre nine eleven. It's like how there's uh, no way you can go through
0: those. No, there's no chance if if you can if you can smuggle children in and out, then you can smuggle a device, right?
5: right? Okay, QAnon.
6: (laughs) (laughs) But even when it gets before that, when you have this discussion with people, it's like the thing that I'm like morbidly fascinated with is that the way that people like buy the narrative. It's like all the Ukraine flags that you see going up, and when you. When we were referring to earlier, we are talking about, like, the notion of the trajectory, right? And we talk about all the time. It's like, well, uh, you know, Fauci said this. I was like, cool, let's look at his track record. Wrong, 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 wrong. Like, he's never been right. Like, why is he right now? Uh, Climate change. Okay, cool. Uh, Who's your rock star? Al Gore? Wrong, wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, these people haven't got a single thing right. And so we talk about Ukraine. It's like they lied about Iraq, Afghanistan, you know, Syria, Libya, Guatemala, Nicaragua, Yemen, I mean, I don't know how long you want the list to be. Uh, Vietnam. Honduras. Cuba. (laughs) Vietnam. Germany. Animal.
5: Venezuela. Iran. So history, basically. (laughs) You guys are talking about Yes. Okay. And I'm not just... Uh, So go get yourself a shirt that it's all fake. (laughs) LibertyTreeLifestyle.com. And if you just tuned in, we're not playing a game
6: like, hey, everyone, name as many countries as you can at the same time. (laughs) These are all military conflicts that we were lied into. It's like, okay, so here's this list of everything that we were lied into and got wrong.
5: But they're right about Ukraine now. That's, that's, a, that's what you're telling me. It's, that's almost, what I'm well it's almost sad, like dude. they want Seriously. a war to break out uh, on the American homeland, you know? And I just don't mm. know. I mean, who benefits from that, right? Mm. Qui bono. <laughs> mm. Could it be all the same people that benefit, whether the war is happening in Ukraine or the Middle East or America? Mm. I mean, a civil war in America would benefit those same parties. Which what actually has had me on the it, fence. What if you did
6: this? There was this really nasty conflict, right? Like mm-hmm. a, the war to end all wars. Mm-hmm. But you financed both sides. Ah. Yeah. So uh, let's say your name was,
5: a I a don't know, this Prescott story. Bush. Um,
6: <laughs> grandfather George or, Bush. Maybe your
5: name was uh, like old man Roth or maybe his kid, like Roth's child. Roth's child is another yeah, one. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah. Yeah. He would maybe benefit. Yeah. Or um, dude,
6: you know who did that was The Rock. Oh, no, really? no, 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 uh, Rockefeller. That's why Rockefeller. Okay, I get those two mixed that's up all always, the time.
5: always. Uh, which it, honestly, this this line of thinking has me on the fence. I've been reconsidering what I thought about secession, and this is why. And did you listen to the uh, Liberty Lockdown with uh, it was like a, uh, Ron Luongo, I think his name, or Tom Luongo? Uh, probably. So it was a really interesting discussion. He was saying that the Federal Reserve is at war with the central banks of Europe. And oh, really? It's kind of struggle that's going on right now in yeah. this battle. And he's saying, and that he made me stop and think, like, if there is a secession movement in America, like California secedes, Texas secedes, what's to stop extremely powerful forces from influencing yes, I did listen to this those countries. Right. Those new countries. Right. You know? What's gonna stop that? I mean, what people's uh patriotism? hmm I mean how well is that done? And we're divided. There there is no patriotism if we break the country apart.
6: Yeah. yeah. He was talking about like Think of it like this: This was a really interesting thing to hear because it's something I've always been pro. Like, I think we just need to me too. You guys can do. We can set up like a communist utopia somewhere. You know what I mean? You can have all of California. I have to move. Sucks. Yeah, whatever. And we're gonna do our thing. And maybe uh, a peaceful divorce before it gets nasty would be one of the best things. And this guy's saying like, you gotta think about that. The true global elites will have no no affiliation or are not beholden to any actual, not, you know, they're no. a global elite, you know, by definition. It was like, they would love that. The most powerful country in the
5: world, yeah. slowly kind of breaking apart. Yeah, it'd be this, so much easier to influence Disseminating power into different fragments. Than it would you know. be the entire United right. States.
6: Yeah. Yeah. And so like, awesome. Like, we own this entire place now.
5: Totally. Yeah, so it, it's got me thinking, like, it's funny, that episode of Liberty Lockdown, which you definitely should go uh, listen to and tell Clint that he should uh, advertise on... <laughs> Pretty cheery. I don't know. Did you uh, just
0: crack your beer away from the mic?
5: No, I was wiping the uh, the top. <laughs> I gotta crack it away from the mic because these things, every time I open them, they splash onto my fucking laptop. So. <laughs> <laughs> we had a solid six months where I was like, again, yeah, <laughs> <God> damn it. <laughs> uh, anybody else have to go take a piss? Go ahead, dude. Do You want me to play the music or? Uh, yeah, I, I, mean, just, I, I do, mean, do I, actually. I kind of want to hear the music. I thought you it. might. Yeah, yeah. All right, hold on. Yeah, be right. <laughs> That's why you they bogart the mic.
0: I, I like to hear you guys and we're like, oh yeah, the, you guys have great guests, but when they're on sometimes we're like, oh yeah, the one with the guest, yeah. How yeah. was it? Oh, it was good. It was good. Actually, really good. Okay, I'll listen I, to it. I, like, I want to hear Matt and Kelly. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> Which is, We're here to hear you <laughs> and you. The it's so two weird you when you refer to
6: us as a third person like that. <laughs>
5: <laughs> so it made the
0: me fact,
6: think though. Well,
5: true. Um, I actually really like uh, hearing from our audience. It's yeah, which you guys essentially—I mean, you're our friends, but you are our audience—and it's it's very helpful and interesting. And if anyone out there is listening and wants to tell us anything, please don't hesitate. Either contact or come us. on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, either contact us on Instagram or send me an email, Kelly at LibertyTreatLifestyle dot com, or just. Come on by. Who was the dude that shimmied down the line busting out of the
0: navy <laughs> that's ship? That was no, pretty good. Oh, really? No <laughs> yeah. way. Classic. Yeah.
6: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, he's been uh, our most recurring guest. Yeah, and uh, most loved, and, I think.
5: We had most, and most loved most yeah. downloaded yeah, episodes with him. Never boring. No. <laughs> we have a guest coming up. I keep cutting off. I'm sorry, but right? I wanted to get to this. this There's a reason I brought it up. We have a guest coming on soon. Okay. From the gym. Okay. I'm not going to mention his name in case he doesn't come on. Okay. But you know what I'm talking about? Nope. Muay Thai. Uh, oh, yes. Yes. Guy. Yeah. Um. And he told me the other day, because I hit him up again. I was like, dude, you got to come on the podcast. And he's like, well, I have, I got to get some ducks in order because I have kind of a big announcement to make. Oh, wow. And he's like, I was going to just do it on my socials and whatever, but I want to do it on your podcast. Oh, really? And he's like, before I do it, though, I got to make sure, I, you know, get things in order. Cause he doesn't, cool. uh, you know, he wants it to work out. Awesome. Right. With the other people that are involved, I think. So, uh, look forward to that very ambiguous, uh, teaser that I just threw out there, yeah. <laughs> which we have an exclusive on. Totally.
6: <laughs> and uh, hopefully you're into Muay Thai. I'm guessing <laughs> it's related to that. Yeah. So now that we have reached uh, 2% of the population, <laughs> that exactly. might be in this. <laughs> exactly. like, this will be right in your wheelhouse. It's something you're super excited about. As it pertains to guests, I was thinking about something that they you listen to different I listen to different podcasts. You have like a, I don't know what's like a Joe Rogan who's entirely guest based. And so I don't listen to a lot of Joe Rogan, but uh, depending on who the guest is, like I I don't, I'm not going to go on there to hear Joe Rogan necessarily. as like, but he, if he has an interesting guest, I'll check it out. I have other podcasts I like that are, it's just one person. There's never clips. There's never. There's no production. There's nothing. It's just one guy.
5: Just one turn, guy talking.
6: Yeah, just turns on the mic and just goes, you know, like uh, even Clint Russell plays like a little bit of clips, but like uh, Charlie Robinson with Macroaggressions just like talks, right? There's no production. That's true. Yeah, yeah. whatsoever. I think we do like a little bit because we have, we just like having people come on and we have guests. So we have something like Ryan Houston, or Muay Thai coach, like this guy's got a story. Let's. i met I, him the other day yeah nice guy let's actually kind of yeah. like we almost kind of like interviewed him you know what i mean right and then we have other friends like uh eddie It's like ah, it's just like one of our favorite dudes ever like just have him come hang out if he wants to right pitch in there and and talk some shit like go for it or you can just sit there and drink beer and not do anything like yeah, whatever you want to yeah and ryan kick ass ryan yeah <laughs> oh dude i'll show you some of his fights he looks so like young and nice and so you, here's you just a, looked at him and you kind of I like was just talking okay, to the like nicest he, guy like in the world. He's the nicest out. guy in the world. And I was, talk, I was just talking to Charles about this. We we're getting our hair haircut. And uh, my son and I, he's got a back to school haircut, is he was asking about Ryan. He goes, I see Ryan running up on Fountain Grove all the time. That hill I just showed you. I was like, Yeah, he uh, <clears throat> that dude's a nutball, like he just never ever stops. I was like, But you know what's funny? He's like, I've I'm like, you ever looked up any of his fights? He goes, No. I was like, you know how he just walks around? He's always got that like kind of half smile on his face. Like just like the most relaxed, mellow dude ever. Yeah. That's the face he has when he fights. Really? And he's just beating the fuck out <laughs> of someone. He's just like, wow.
5: He's <laughs> got yeah. this little kind of like smirk I hate on to his see face. him mad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dude, <that's>, I don't <laughs> think he's ever been mad in his life. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Dude, uh, at church today, the pastor was talking about authenticity. Yeah. Uh, it That is something for me. That in everything that you do and everything that you experience, authenticity for me is a make it or break it point. When I listen to music, a lot of times if I think music sucks, it's because I think it's inauthentic. Yeah. And that guy, our friend Ryan, is authentic to the point that he's the same guy when you meet him just on the street and while he's beating your ass in an octagon. That's cool, right? Right? He's still that exact same dude. He's authentic all the way through, through and through, just a true dude. Yeah. pre-pre uh, special quality. For yeah.
0: Sure. Cool. Cool. You, cool uh, gym you guys have uh, getting to meet, you know, the big guy. Yeah. Can you say his name?
3: Mm. Dave uh-uh. Terrell. I will. That guy's <laughs> guy
0: gnarly, right? And cool as shit. You just, I was saying to Kelly this morning, I bet nobody talks back to that guy much. And his wife goes, oh, so he doesn't have kids. <laughs> But I mean, just cool. You guys have a killer job. Yeah, he is the best. If you have to edit it out, I'm
5: sorry. That's, That's fine. right. No, we, we don't have to. He, he is the best. He's one of the uh, just greatest dudes I've ever known. And uh, no points. So ever? authentic. Never? Yeah, no one has ever scored a point on him in jujitsu. My son was like, How is that possible? Just, I, I don't, how is that possible? It's insane. Well, you just watch
0: him roll. You're like, oh yeah. that's how oh okay <laughs> no <sense. laughs> point. it's not like he's never competed how many no. competitions has he been in tons and no one's ever scored a point against him in
5: jujitsu. yeah nope. that means no one's ever passed his guard or mounted him or taken his back or that's choked insane. him I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's insane.
0: yeah he wasn't he he wanted to roll yesterday he was injured and I'm like dude you can't miss out you're going to be rolling with a true living legend.
5: Yeah, he almost didn't uh, go with me to the gym uh-huh. yesterday. And uh, okay, I just... Kelly wasn't having that. I was like, no, he's coming. Like, yeah. he, I mean, we had to force him basically to go. But it was, we were talking about it afterwards. Like, look, you're... You and Arrow? No, you and me. In the, uh, when we were... In the tub? We we're pl- No, we were playing with the guns. Whoa. You <laughs> were <His laughs> in the tub? The cold pool. Yeah. Oh. And the hot pool. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm so Sorry. rusty you, on my gay Patees. Patees. What's that mean? <laughs> yeah, you weren't answering your phone. I don't know. what. <laughs> uh,
6: yeah. Fucking now, cold
5: pull. Fuck that
6: thing, dude. I think yeah, we, we, we got a redneck one back here. Yeah. Yeah, Kate was in it this morning. Nice.
0: I made a sound when I got in that thing, like, ah! <laughs> Speaking of gay, it was... All has got his camera out. My daughter's got his camera out. Aero, Kelly's got his, and the timer on him was like, I got him like, oh, ah, no! It was gnarly.
6: Hey, Freddie Mercury. I got neighbors. Yes. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Tone it down. 45 seconds, max. 10 seconds. Okay. Uh, it wouldn't be a cheap podcast if we didn't end it with something really dark. So uh, Awesome. I'm going to play one more clip and just get your guys' reaction okay. on this. Have so you guys have heard of iVerify? No. No.
7: It's election time and I'm excited to vote. Oh, but how do I know I can trust the information I'm seeing online? that's where iVerify comes in. I can ask iVerify if an article is true or not. When someone messages iVerify about a suspicious article, it goes to a whole team of highly trained local fact checkers who check to see if the article is reliable. iVerify also uses machine learning to check if an article has already been reviewed to avoid duplication. If an article turns out to be false, you know you can trust iVerify because it's supported by trusted local organizations using this tool UNDP developed to help ahead of elections and when an article does turn out to be false iVerify lists it on its website and sends a notice to election officials but iVerify doesn't just identify false news stories it also monitors social media for toxic content horrible messages like these what's more iVerify can monitor everything posted on social media in a day for toxic content when it finds something that also goes to the verifiers protected free speech and verifiable information are important to an election so is civil discussion i verify is working to ensure these rights are protected to learn more go to digital.undp.org
6: Okay. So a couple thoughts. Um, this was an animated video for those of you just listening, which would be everyone cause we're not on video anymore. But the okay, first thing that stood out was like, why are 40% of the people in this animated video either wearing the Muslim beekeeper outfit <laughs> or fucking in a
5: wheelchair? Okay. <laughs> that is a little fucking odd to me. Uh, Matt, I, that's the real world. Uh, you should know when you walk out your front door, <laughs> You all you see is Muslim women and Muslims. Muslim paraplegics, apparently. <laughs> Great band name, by the way. <laughs> are, we, are we jamming later? Fuck yeah, that's amazing.
6: <laughs> and... This whole I verify thing. So this is kind of running concurrent to what we were saying. Um, what was it? Google is going to eliminate all independent media research when you yeah. when independent media sites when you do
5: your research. Yeah, no, no search results will come up. This that are from is independent very media.
6: obviously a very coordinated campaign to eliminate any kind of dissent, even down to alternative point of view. Mm-hmm. Anything as we were saying before that deviates from the three by five card. Of, a public, you have know, acceptable opinion. Mm-hmm. And it's like, here we are saying like, now you can outsource your judgment, your gut, your instinct, your intuition, your trust that something like now it's basically, we have an app that'll filter that right. for
5: you. I love that it's, what it really is is trying to tell you or sell you is that there's, it's possible to have better living through technology, right? Mm-hmm. They, they market it like it's just that there's the truth and there's falsehoods and all we have to do is run this story through our algorithm through our computer program this rugberg machine of you know digital analysis and out will pop the answer false right or true as if there's no nuance or uh, value to opinions that might differ right, right. You know who runs
0: that? that do you know who's funding it's the un right no it's donald trump's organization Really? Yes. How brilliant is that? What did you just find? I just said, "Who's funding I Verify Donald Trump Organization currently?" Are you serious? No. But how brilliant would that be? <laughs> <laughs> it would be pretty fucking good. Well played, Chris. Well
6: played. <laughs> huh? I, I'm pretty good. Well, there's
5: a fucking curveball. Yeah. Wow. God, you just—you almost made the podcast two hours longer with that. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? It's like, yes, what they're selling you is that yes, there's a right answer and a wrong answer. All we have to do is use this magical app that we came up with, and we'll tell you, don't have to think for yourself. We're just gonna tell you what's right and what's wrong. We're done. Go have a this beer. This
6: is not a new concept because they've been trying to do this. They did this through the whole COVID pandemic. We can go back to the quote by Google's Larry Page, who said, I mean, this was almost a decade ago. He's like, The problem with the internet is that when you put in a search result, you get five thousand you get five thousand results. There should only be one, all your search results. You should get one answer, which means for yeah. those who pay attention, right? Like there's like, we will create the narrative. Like we will give it to you. And so like when you put it within the context of like the COVID thing. So when you're saying, well, I, I need to hear like all in the, all the information. So there's people are in like, I verify, I would correct me if I'm wrong. I would assume it's the same people that have been trying to control the narrative the whole time. So it's like, well, what were they wrong about? They're wrong about mass, social distancing, lockdowns, school closures, the vaccines, the boosters. They're wrong about all these things over and over and over. This is the trajectory that we talked about. You know, when they say uh, the vaccine's safe and effective, like vaccines, 70% effective. It's got an efficacy rate of 50, 42, 27, 13. And you go, like, okay, we're down to like eight or nine because now this person that keeps getting all the the vaccines and the boosters has had COVID for the fourth or fifth time and is like laying in bed fucking deathly ill. And by
5: some fucking wonder of God, none of us got sick. Mm. Did you hear how they came up with the number, 100% safe? I think it was 98 in the beginning. It was 100 in the beginning. It was beginning. 100%. Yeah. And the re- the way they came up with that...
6: Because they didn't fucking
5: test it on anyone. No. They had a, a, a control group, like a placebo group, yeah. and a, a group that got the vaccine. Yeah. And in the group that got the vaccine, one person died. And in the group uh, where that got the, the, the placebo, mm-hmm. two people died from COVID. Oh, so they counted that as 100%? 100% effective. Yep. There you go they came up with the math, that we all changed our fucking lives over, ruined our economy over some stupid math trick.